Yeah. Read, reading is dope. Some books off of knowledge and some you read. For entertainment, the same with blogs and magazines. Each word gets you higher and fills you with hope. You're now tuned into the podcast. Reading is dope. You're tuned in to the Reading is Dope podcast. Right here on WG4A. Giller for Life Radio. Reading is dope. This right here is episode 12. In this episode, I had the pleasure to speak with the author, spoken word artist, and poet that goes by the name of Miss Dream Nelson. We had a dope little conversation. We talked about her books, her writing aspirations, got down to the nitty gritty, what inspires her. Just everything, man. We had a dope little conversation, like I said before. But yeah, just sit back and enjoy. Soak up the game. Soak up the wisdom. Reading is dope. You know what it is. This is Giller for Life Radio. But anyway, how do you want me to introduce you? You want Dream Nelson or Genera Um, Nelson or? Okay, so yeah, that's the thing. Like the the thing is, okay, so Jay is strictly like my work life. Jay and Ja is strictly like the work person that you meet. If you know me more on a personable level, you will find out that Dream is that person, like the outgoing, the outspoken person. Okay. Um, that's my own stage. Janera, honestly, believe it or not, I feel like that's a part of me that's been buried, but however, it's a part of me. So I never really took away from that. Like when I was getting when I was gonna get married, I was gonna change my name completely to Dream and whatever the last name was. Okay. You know. So, um, and I was gonna hyphenate it due to the things that I had, you know, that was behind my name, you know. But Dream is my artist name. You know, Dream Dream is a praise dance minister, you know, like she she's one of the ones that's in praise dance ministry. She's always outspoken. That's the one that got all the kids but don't have no kids, you know. She's a lover, she's a giver. Um, she's a nurturer, she's the fun person. Every time you see her, you're gonna see a smile on her face. You know, like, and not to say, like, in separate, uh, separating, like, my characteristics of my differences in my personality, but it's just more so just like, okay, if you know Dream, this is Dream. She's very positive. You know, she don't, she don't, she's a fountain. And so that's me. I'm the creator. <laughs> the creator. So um, they actually messed up on the book. It was supposed to say Generic Dream Nelson. However, Dream Nothing is just what it is. Um, I go by it. I don't take away from Janera, but Dream Nothing, that's what you're going to see on that book. That's what you're going to hear. Whenever you look on my website, it says Janera Dream Nothing. Okay. Okay. So, I mean... I mean, you pretty much introduced yourself already. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) So, is there anything else? Um... I mean, of course, I'm a lover. I'm a fighter. And I, you know, say it's toes down. I'm outgoing. I'm outspoken. You know, I'm a, I'm an active listener. But I'm a person who works in the background. Okay. Hence the name Dream. Uh, it's a part of my gift. It actually derives from my gift. Not taken away from myself, you know, which my original name is starts with a J as in Jennifer. Um, 
However, dream is normally spelled D-R-E-A-M, but it's J-R-E-A-M. Yeah. And so I didn't take away from the original of myself, which right. is Janera. So I, I put that J in place because that first one is the one that's set in stone. And I'm a dreamer, an active dreamer. <laughs> and my dreams be spot on. I'm going to talk to you. You know, that's a whole nother side of me a lot of people don't know. Uh, however, I, I'm spot on with those things. Um, I can come talk to you. I'm also a person that can read through dreams, the messages that you may get, being a dream interpreter. Um, that's something that I do just, that's just on the fly. <laughs> if you know me and if you got the chance to really know me, you'll understand, like, okay, yeah, she's spot on. I can do it for you. <laughs> it's just who I am. So how long have you been studying your dreams? I've been studying my dreams since I was younger. I've been a dreamer since as long as I can remember. Uh, I've been able to actively think about something right before I go to bed and like literally travel. I ain't gonna say travel into that time because then y'all gonna be like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I literally can like go into that moment for a second and like recall some things. So I've been able to actively do this for like probably all of my life. So when you say that you, you referring to astral projection or just lucid <laughs> dreaming? That's a little bit of both actually. Okay. I um side note fun facts, that's something I, I do. Um, it's very different because I didn't used to have control over it. It just happened. I've been the person that could see things in my family, you know, in the spiritual realm or even just dream about it. When people pass over, they come towards me or they come talk to me, you know, things that they want to say or even just come to me even after that, you know, not just whenever they pass over, just they come talk to me. And what I do and like cannot freak people out because I've learned that you can freak people out doing it. What I do is just, I will talk back and I'll just let them know, like, tell me something that only they will know so they know that it's you. Right. And I don't have to be looking crazy, you know, or I don't have to be looking like, oh, well, you heard this on the news or, oh, you you just know this about me. No, nah, I don't know nothing about you, <laughs> you know. Right. So let me just pass this message on to you, you know, and then those are the things that really touch people's heart. I really see a lot of emotional feedback when I do that I'd be like don't do this right now just just take the message and go <laughs> you know just take the message and go um it's my way of also communicating with the higher power I'll say that as well being able to see things that I cannot see with my fleshly eyes because I mean we can only see what's in front of us right. but if you knew the things behind those you know you will understand you know why people may act the way they act or even you may understand like what's going on, you know. So just having like a a clear vision, I say that of the bigger picture. It's a word for that. They call it uh, is it clairsentient or I know it's not. Uh, clairsentient, clairvoyant. Uh, I thought clairvoyant. Yeah, clairvoyant. And then sentient is going to be more of like your senses, right? You know, like the, the senses, the taste, the smell. Right. Okay. Or even like a clear audience where you can hear those things mm. uh, or those people or the familiar. I'll say the familiarity. I believe that's the right word. <laughs> don't, don't, don't quote me on that. But it's whenever you can hear and see the familiarness in that 
that's where that comes from. Right. It may not be that exact person, but it's the familiarness and that experience of that person. Yeah, I think I started studying, you know, my dreams back in my early 20s. Okay. Yeah, when I started studying psychology, I started reading about, uh, you know, a lot of work by Carl Jung. Well, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. Freud, Freud was, you know, his... His theory on dreams, you know, is more sexual, but then, you know, you right. had, when you got to young, you know what I'm saying, he started, you know, in, incorporating the archetypes and all of that. And mm-hmm. I don't know, that's when I, I started writing my dreams down. And once I started writing my dreams down, like, like you, you really feel connected with yourself. Absolutely. So you can understand yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get a deeper a deeper understanding of yourself because absolutely i mean that's your unconscious mind that that's telling you that's your unconscious mind working for you yeah and bringing it vividly to you for times whenever you don't sit down yeah you don't sit down and let things process so it comes back to you in your dream and say okay yeah yeah that's one way of it, of it working um yeah. yeah i agree so do you write your dreams down in the morning or whenever you wake up? Um, actually, I can just recall my dreams. I don't have to necessarily write them down. I tested that theory out. Somebody who really didn't know me, you know, I was telling them, you know, like, man, I had this dream. It was so crazy. And they didn't know that I had the dream like a few weeks prior. They thought I just had it like last night. They was like, you should write it down. You know, you can always like, you know, you might forget it. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, no, I remember my dreams. Usually my dreams are message dreams. Um, if they're usually message dreams. So I can literally process them throughout my day and take them apart and just be like, okay, I need to pay attention to this or pay attention to that, you know, or here's a, here's a warning, you know, a warning sign, you know, things like that. Think about um, it this way. But, mm-hmm. you know, the whole act of writing is a spiritual process. It is. You know what I'm saying? It is. So just imagine you, and you are a writer. So yeah. when you write, the things you write, it soaks into your mind in a different way. You know, it does. you're able to process it differently. Yeah, you mm-hmm. may you may be able to recall those those dreams vividly, but once you mm-hmm. are writing it down other insights gonna come you know what i'm saying yeah. i mean think about it and, and you might be able to generate that into your next writing project you know what i'm saying well you're you're on to something actually <laughs> you're on to a lot at this point <laughs> um it, it would be very useful the way that you just put into that so you kind of like uh did a layout of perspective for me uh for one of my books the shift that I'm in the process of writing it'll actually be good because I specifically remember certain dreams that happened right before a shift in my life had happened and it literally pertained to it so you're on to something I'll say that I, I like that that could definitely go into it could transition into when you talk about that shift okay you know what I'm I mean, and, and it's perfect considering your moniker, your dream now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So why not Absolutely. incorporate your dream world into your books? 
I think no, I'm not ready. everybody not ready for that. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Because the things I see is not really meant for everybody. <laughs> I mean, you can, you don't have to put everything in it. You know what I'm saying? But Absolutely. Just, <laughs> just incorporate some of them. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. right. If, if it applies to what you're about to talk about. Okay, yeah, for sure. For sure. I see where you come in with that. At. Okay. I'll, I'll take note of that um, and incorporating those things in there because I believe that it will help my readers actually um, understand like where that. I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And if they don't, then yeah, they're just not on that level anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With my writing, you have to open up your mind. If, if you have a closed mindset, or if you in a box, or if you in a can or a bottle, you might just read exactly what the words say, but you don't comprehend what I'm saying. Right. You know, so you definitely got to keep an open mind with my writing. I could be saying three things at once, and you never would even realize it until you go back and read it. You'd be like, wait a minute. Did she just, did she just say that? You know, you, you know, it's like, like a mind fuck. Excuse my French. <laughs> it's like a mind fuck. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she just said that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was uh you know, I was skimming through your book because you know I uh-huh. haven't read it yet, but you know, I, okay. I wanted to, you know, familiarize. Thank you for your support, by the way. I appreciate that. Always, always. But I came across this one, it's called Overflowing. Yes, man, you did it right on the nose. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> That's one of the ones if your mind might open, you wouldn't even realize it. Because I was reading and I was just like is she talking about, you know, like the overflowing of inspiration? I mean, could you kind of tie it to make it seem like it was alcohol, like you was in a bar drinking or something? But yeah, that's yeah, that's one of that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like your mind is overflowing. <laughs> you actually, that's good. I'm super stoked. <laughs> I, I love that. I'm super stoked. That means you know I actually have reached Reading is dope. Hey, what are you doing with all those old VHS tapes? Have you ever considered converting those to DVD or digital video? Well, if not, you should. That's the perfect way to preserve those precious childhood memories. And maybe even share them with your social networks. If that sounds good to you, go to www.dopedigitalmedia.com. Or contact us at area code 312-914-8934. And remember, be dope by any means. So, when did you know that you wanted to write a book? Like, when did that come? Oh, man. Let me tell you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was a young, young girl, you know, like, very, I was introverted growing up, right. but I also wanted to be, I didn't want to be an introvert, right. <laughs> right? right? I wanted to be out, you know, like my sister was one of one of the popular, like all my siblings was just outspoken, fun, you know, and I love being around them, you know, everybody and all of that stuff, like my mom, she'll invite people over and you know what I'll do with people who got kids, you know how you got your kid and you want your kid to have friends and stuff like that, right? like that's what my mom did first, you know, and like, I wanted to also have friends too growing up, but it was just like, 
I couldn't get with why people do the things they did. Like, I did good, you know, I was, how would I say it? I was someone that can make you laugh, you know, tattoo, very nice, I'm your, you know, there for you if you need me, you know, so it wasn't hard to make friends. It's just about me wanting to still be around them kind of people. I read through people at such a young age that it was just like, Ugh, okay. So I, I was an introvert, I stayed to myself. But it was like every time I got out from, you know, not being by myself and with around people, I don't know what kind of energy I was exposed to. <laughs> I'll just say various kinds of energy. <laughs> I was exposed to various kinds of energy. And so, okay, we're gonna be transparent in this case. I was in a household that you can say what you wanna say, or you can say how you feel. And maybe it'll just make you kind of feel judged for it, right? Like, oh, you're not supposed to feel like that or sweep it under the rug type of thing. And it's one of those things where you don't have no type of outlet, you know? And when you need that outlet that you don't have, what do you go to? And so me, I grew up in a in a decent household. It wasn't too strict, but it was strict enough, you know? Right. Um... It was one of those things that, okay, since I can't talk to my mom, my real father was never around, you know, but I have, of course, my stepdad, you know, but he's he's my father, you know, shout out to all the stepfathers, but yeah, he's my father, he was there, I was able to talk to him, but I was only able to talk to him so much until I was able to, like, trust him enough to be very open, and so, to me, my notebook was the only thing that I trusted to be open with and vulnerable and express how I felt without feeling judged, without feeling um, like, oh, you shouldn't feel like that. Right. So it was like I was trying to cope with things, cope with life, cope with coming to age, you know, all of that thing, you know, all of those things in nature and still like live at the same time. So it was like my escape. I was the type of person overflowing, hence the overflowing. I was the type of person that I had a lot of thoughts that went through my head that sometimes I couldn't sleep at night because they're in my head or if I didn't talk them out, you know, they were there. Instead instead of me, like, going through that, I wrote it out. Um, instead of feeling like I was going to be judged, I wrote it out. And then I got into a poetic sense to do it, right? right. And I had wrote, you know, the little college rule notebook got me one of them 70 pages and I filled that notebook up with nothing but poetry. Maybe it's like the XYV poetry or the same thing poetry or, you know, the one, two, one, two, one, two poetry, you know, like what, what, if it was one of those, you know, like I just filled it up with just writing, right. you know, just getting it out. And then I let a guy who claimed to be my best friend at the time, I let him read it, but he never gave it back. So then I wanted to start writing. Right. Mm-hmm. But then it was just one time I was going through so much in life, specifically about love. You know, not loving myself, not feeling loved by my boyfriend. I was too young to have. <laughs> not feeling loved by my parents. You know, <laughs> let me tell the truth here. Um, not not feeling loved by you know my parents. It was just like I was missing something. You know, and so I got so deep with that poem that it was just like I can be loved by my friends' moms, you know, but that that wasn't it for me, you know, because at the end of the day, I gotta I gotta go home. 
you know, and at the end of the day, like I didn't, I wasn't necessarily taught how to love myself. Right. You know, that, that was something I learned later on in life. So, and I just got deep one time with this one form, uh, which is one of my number one form out there right now. Um, love is such a strong word. When I got deep with that one, my friends was my support system. They was like, Jay, you need to go ahead and write a book, write a book. And at that time, it sparked up for me. But I was just like, nah, I'll just put it in my notebook. And then later on, down the road, I just let my notebook, you know, just collectors of notebooks, just writing, writing, writing. I finally get to college and my creative writing teacher, he was like, you're good. We got into the area about, uh, well, it was poetry in this in this time. Whenever he heard it, he was just like, you've been writing. You've been a writer. And I was like, yeah, I've, I've been a writer. <laughs> and so he was like, you you can definitely write a book. Just with all my different creative writers that I came in with, he always was just like, this is really good. Like, you grasped my attention so well. And so I was just like, oh, okay, you know. And then I put down writing for like four years. Mm. I was going through the storm in life. You know, everybody faced different kinds of storms, whether it's a tsunami, tornado, True. whichever one you want to call it. True. But I was going through uh, the trials and the levels of, you know, leveling up, opening my mind, coming of age of adulthood. And I could not write. I wanted to write, though, because I knew that was my outlet. I did not have my support system. I could not tell my friends that I was in an abusive relationship. I could not tell my family that. I could not tell nobody, you know, how unhappy I was. I could not let nobody know how I abused drugs, you know, or just abused alcohol and let alone just abuse myself, you know. So I wasn't able to do that. But so me being too embarrassed to go tell that those people that should be my support system, you know, I needed to write to get it out but I could not get it out and I believe that was only because I had to understand and go through it and come out that season and then reflect on it I have that reflective moment that content to put out there you know right and so when I came out that season I was up I I don't know what happened (laughs) but I started writing my butt off I was jotting down, journaling left and right every day. Oh my good Lord, this is a lie. Sometimes I would try to go to sleep and I would be woken up like by my inner monologue and not everybody have one, but I have one. Right. Just to hearing me talking and flowing and saying these poems and saying how I feel, expressing myself internally and I was just like, all right, you want to come out. So it was kind of like my younger self. He was like, I want to come out. I'm, I'm ready to use my voice. And so I've learned that I did, and I do have a powerful voice that does grab the room's attention. And so I was just like, let's, let's get this book out. It's COVID 2020. People not going out looking at no poetry slams. They're not doing that. I'm not into the technology like I should be, you know, because appearance is a thing. You know, so I'm just like, all right, let me let me figure something out. And boom, I just started a whole new notebook and was just like, I'm gonna write it all out. And I'm gonna get it out for the people. And that's it. And that's what made me just like, you know what, just do your book. 
So that was the birth of utterable words. That was the birth of utterable words. Now that's interesting. That's that's the foundation of utterable words. So you said poetry wasn't the only thing you wrote. What else did you write? Uh short stories. Short stories. Um, yes, I do write short stories. I <laughs> fun fact. Before Zane was a big thing, I was the first Zane. Oh yeah. My friends can account to it. Okay. <laughs> My friends can account to it. And they was like, they enjoy reading it. But they, I was in high school. Right. I was in high school, you know, when I was writing it. Yeah. And they would be like, Jay, you writing like these are sex stories, you know, and stuff like that. And and they were vivid. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, how else you gonna grasp your readers' attention? You gotta make things vivid right. something you know transparent how they can relate to it you know you gotta put in what the room temperature felt like what the skin felt like you know what the scent was they have to so that way it paints it you hitting all the different senses mm. you gotta get it there right right but yeah i used to write things like that and then um i used to have that on the ipod though somebody stole my ipod oh yeah actually my sister <laughs> my sister's ex-boyfriend stole my ipod <laughs> He just wanted those I, stories. Yeah, and 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 I was like, well, dang, they got all my rings on it. You and you see how that works? It's so crazy. Like my notebook got stolen when I was in middle school, or it got quote unquote lost in middle school. High school, my iPad gets stolen, and it has like this plethora of writings in it. And I was like, well, maybe it's not meant for me to have that type of content, or maybe it's not meant for me to, you know, put that type of effort into that kind of writing, you know. I mean, of course, they had a mixture of poetry and short stories of other things as well, but that was one of my biggest ones. Um, however, I also write, write short stories of like about mental health, you know, and how to get through that. Some of my poems are actually derived from a short story uh, for mental health. Mm. So. so you kind of use your short stories as a way to process absolutely okay absolutely you know i was also thinking maybe having your ipod and your notebook stolen was just a test to see if you would give up you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. some people would say okay if my computer crashed and i lost my whole book it wasn't meant for me to write this book you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying whereas some people like okay Maybe I need to go back to the drawing boards like you did. Yeah. But I've allowed life to do that. No, I'm not going to give up on writing. It was one of my comfortable outlets. Even when I don't have anyone, I have some. Okay. So, I named all my journals Avery. Avery Live. <laughs> Why? Avery Live. Why, yeah. Why Avery Live? Because when you move your mouth, like every live, it will look like every live. Crazy, right? Mm. So it's one of those things where it's like you talk without talking. It's one of those. It's not saying that everything written in the book is a lie. Right. It's just an expression, a form of expression. So I would express to Avery in the sense of I have someone, which is my journal, which is my book, you know. I have that person, you know, where some people may not. Like I express like, oh, I can't go to my, to what should be my support system, you know, but I have my book 
you know, and so I, it's like an outlet of no judgment. It's a platform, no judgment. It's a it's a safe space for you to be how you want to be. You know, say what you want to say. Feel how you want to feel. You can come back and reflect on that and see if you actually still feel that way. And if you need to grow in that area from it's from the forms of like emotion, or is this really how you actually feel? You know, are you speaking from anger? Are you speaking from happiness? Are you speaking from depression? You know, are, are you speaking from being under the influence? Because I made sure that I added that in my writing. You know, if I was sober and from, you know, under the influence, because these are things that I needed to contribute to my own personal growth. So, yeah. Okay. So, Utterable Words is your only book right now? Uh, it is the only published book right now. Okay. I'm in the process of actually writing a few books right now. Um, be looking forward to that. I have a 365-day reset book that's coming out. It's going to be pretty much affirmation. Um, you're going to have some scriptures in there, the Bible scriptures. You know, they're along with it. You know, you have to feed yourself the type of way. As well as ways for you to engage in those things. My next poetry setting book is going to be called Lost the Words. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one, actually. Um, it's, it's really good. That's far what I have. I'll say that. Okay. And then, of course, I have a, a holistic as a book that's coming out, too. And okay. definitely down to Earth with the motherland. We have everything we need. We don't have to go to doctors. We don't have to, you know be sitting here diagnosed with all these different things or being saying we're diagnosed with all these different things when we have everything we need here on earth to like heal ourselves. We don't have to go to prescription drugs or anything like that. Everything is in the earth. You know, everything can heal our body inside and out. So people need to be aware of it. You know, I keep hearing, oh, you Dr. CB, you Dr. CB <laughs> Jr. And I'm just like, nah, <laughs> nah, somebody told me that today when I was telling them about it. It was like, okay, baby, baby CB, baby Dr. CB. I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but that's another synchronicity. Yes, I've, I've, heard, I've been hearing it. I said that the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy how, how, like, I keep seeing it and hearing it. But, um, yeah, and it's so crazy because I haven't read any of his books. Maybe you I haven't. Too. I and and I'm starting to believe that maybe I need to, you know. But I, I haven't read none of his books. I may have heard him talk, right? And maybe he's not talking about he's not talking about like herbs or anything like that. But he's talking about the things that we have here on Earth, and that was one of my things where I was just like, okay. He's up to something. He, he's up to something. Like, let, let me let me do some digging myself. And when I started practicing in those in that time, when I started practicing with those, I was just like, hmm, this do the body good. Right. This do the body some good. Feeling good, looking good. And did a whole turnaround. I'm just like, wow. You have to look as good as you are on the inside as you are on the outside, you know, you have to feel as good on the inside that you are on the outside. And I was just like, oh yeah. And then I take in things where I look at myself like I'm highly sensitive, you know, like, let me take it in. Let me look into something, you know, let me do it on myself, you know? And in this book, I do, you know, have recommendations of portions that you need to have, you know, 
you know, if it's too much, you know, I will consult a doctor because I'm not your licensed doctor. However, let me talk to you about these ads. Right, right. <laughs> let me give you the remedies that can cure, you know, almost anything. And remedies is a big thing in my family, so yes. So, you come from a family of healers? Absolutely. I always say that I'm uh, one of the many mothers of healing healers in my family. That's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I didn't really catch too much of Dr. CV's content, but like one video mm-hmm. that really stood out, he was talking about how m- most illnesses in the body is caused by excess mucus in the body. And you know, it's caused by what? Excess mucus buildup in the body. Absolutely. Because he was talking Absolutely. about there's several foods that cause mucus that causes to build excess up. Excess mucus. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's right. So, yeah. I never heard that from him, but if that's what he said, he's absolutely right. Yeah. And a lot of the herbs that I have written down um, get rid of mucus. Indeed. Indeed. Read, reading is dope. I saw her. I watch her sleep. The beauty in mine's eye, I watch her wonder. Hmm. Resting peacefully. Indeed. In a moment, she wasn't keeping up with everyday duties. The societal norms of the facade of having a perfect life. She was still. Flashback memories of how we met. The smile on her face took me in awe. Oh. Even in a silent moment, I hear her laughter. Yes. <laughs> she was somehow perfect. <laughs> Wearing baggage claims of bags that's not hers alone. She make it look so easy as I push her hair out her face. I softly rub the dry tears that she once cried before bed from the creases of her eyes away from her cheek. As they fall from her face to the pillow, the debris spread across my fingers. Mm. Deep down, I don't want her to do it alone, but see her pride. Damn. <laughs> her pride keeps her going. She holds standing so high that I myself feel incompetent to feel her shoes. She's rare. <laughs> I can honestly say she's rare. The beautiful gem hidden amongst the imposters of talkers, hidden in plain sight, but see, I can see her. I can see her. Oh, yeah. See, I saw her. I watched her sleep. Beautifully, in the mind's eye, see, I watched her wonder. Peacefully. And I'm taken back by her silent presence. Mm. I know that's right. And that right there is what dreams are made of. I want to introduce to you, Miss Dream Nelson, author of Utterable Words. Make sure you check her out. Go get the book at www.idreamrights.com. That's E-Y-E-J-R-E-A-M-W-R-I-T-E-S.com. Once again, that's E Y E J R E A M W R I T E S dot com. So I, th- I think we kind of discussed this, but mm-hmm. what inspires you to write? Ah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. We did kind of touch bases in that area. However, just to kind of like, you know, 
elaborate a little bit even more on the topic is people. Okay. Yes, the experiences of being able to like actively experience something and process it in a creative way. Okay. I love that. I play with my words all the time. I'm such a, a ambiguous speaker or ambiguous writer that it makes you think one way, but then, like I said, if you go back and you read it, you're going to be like, oh, man, you could mean it this way. Right. But it's just allowing or how much my emotions drive me to just express it in that way for others and for them to understand that, you know, it's okay to think like this or it's okay to be like this or it's okay to be different, point blank, you know, which leads others to just have that open mindset to be able to just not only read my work, but maybe I planted a seed in them, you know, that makes them want to even create in a way. You know, how you was talking to me about Phil Knight earlier today. Mm-hmm. You know, you just planted a seed in me that you don't even know that you just planted. You know, just being able to say, okay, that just sparked something in me. Or just even earlier today, whenever you had uh, planted the seed about me writing down my dream, even though I have not been the person to write down my dream in years. Right. You was just like, how about you just go ahead and write down your dream and, you know, share that, share that content. You know, whenever you said that, that sparked something. You planted a seed in me that's going to help me, you know, that's going to expand me, you know. So what I like to do is just, you know, write. That's going to plant a seed in someone else, which is why I try to be more positive. I be reflective. I be transparent in my writing, which is why I also try to write from love. Because okay. even though that the words may say one thing, what you feel behind it is what's going to be important because that's where the seed is now being planted. Right. So, yeah. Kind of like what Pac said. Remember he said, uh, I may not be the one to change the world, but I guarantee you I may, I may spark the brain of the one who changes the world. Something like that. It's kind of like I don't know that thing, but hey, deep enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> like he felt like yeah, but but that is one of my fans. Like you know, be the change that you want to see in the world. Yeah. But even if you can't change some of the things about yourself, you know, work with it. You can't change everything because your past is a part of you. But you can you can make some of the changes. You know, right. and if you made that change in that season, and you came across one person who's seen that change who didn't know the, the past you and they see that about you, you just planted another seed in another person. There you you go. know, they may take on to be that same type of, you know, person in life. You know? It's the art of Gila Jitsu. So what does the concept of creativity mean to you? What is the concept of creativity? Of my creativity? Just creativity in general. Your creativity... I mean, well, I mean, it's going to be from your perspective, so, but... <laughs> Obviously, right. Um, my context. Man, you talking to somebody that just does everything. So, when I hear creativity, it's like, boom, fireworks. Right. It just okay. takes off in my head, like, literally, like, it's just fireworks. Um, I'm not even sure which way I want to take this, because I'm going to be all over the place. Hey. <laughs> with this one um, express yourself that's creativity expressing myself that's one of them yeah. expressing myself and creativity can it, it can derive from almost anything it can derive from a stick it can, <laughs> it can yeah. derive from a drop 
Yeah. It's about your perspective. It's about your mind. It's about what you see. You know, like like I say, if you if you be in that box, you gonna live in that box. You know. So my creativity concept, or you take concept or context, one of the two. It's just yeah, being able to express yourself. Okay. Being comfortable with it. Show it. Show it. Show yeah. how creative you are. It's just like man. Yeah, you yeah. know what? There's no limits, no bounds to it. I'll say that. You know, for a while, like when I was younger, when I first started writing rhymes, mm-hmm. I wasn't really comfortable expressing my creativity to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really want right. to share it with people. Like, I got a whole lot of stories about that, but... Why do you want to keep it to yourself? I don't know. I mean, because it was a part of me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What I'm I was. You, you didn't want to share? Yeah, I guess. I mean, because when, when I started writing rhymes, you know what I'm saying? I got into it. I got into it when I was studying psychology. You know what I'm saying? So I would read. Mm-hmm. I would be reading through my psychology books. And then I would be processing my life based on what I was reading. And then while I was mm-hmm. processing that, I would write rhymes about it. You know what I'm saying, and which will help me further mm-hmm. process it. So it was that. That's when I. That's when I started getting into music therapy. Okay. Ooh, At I the time it. when I thought about it, I never heard of music therapy, but what, what it, is. it is a thing. But at the time, it really it it wasn't popular at all. But mm-hmm. I just got into it because I felt like me writing and recording this music and then listening to it and processing mm-hmm. it was therapeutic to me. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I guess because everything was so personal, no, okay. I wasn't really trying to share that with everybody because uh, honestly, I didn't understand it. So I didn't think nobody else would understand. It. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. But so. it's people like you that it's other people who go through the same thing as you who may have the same thought process as you. And as I so got if you older, share it, it makes them be more open as well too. Yeah, as I got older, I realized that. You know what I'm saying? I I, okay. I started getting more comfortable with it. But yeah, I I, I felt that. So I'm gonna <laughs> tell you something that a stranger told me. I lost <laughs> I lost one of my books in college. It was the year I was in my cre- uh, creative writing class. I lost one of my books in college, and it was vivid, okay? <laughs> the book was so vivid. It was vivid. And when I say so vivid, like, you could read everything that I did. You can pick up the pattern of what I was doing, when I was doing clockwork. Uh-huh. It, was, it was like that, because that's how much journaling I did. Yeah. I lost that thing. And it was actually in um, my sociology class. Mm -hmm. I was in Social 301. And literally, it was still in there, but I never thought to look look for it in there. And my teacher, he was was on the board. He was like, he was like, hey, Miss Nelson, did you you lose anything by any chance? And in the back of my head, I'm like, how he know that? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, is, is he like me? Can he see me? <laughs> right, like, right. I'm like, is he like me? Can he hear? Can he see me? Like, is, is it on my face? You know, so I'm like, I'm like, all over your face. Like, right, 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 right. So I'm like, oh my god, is it on my face? Like, what's going on? Like, am I wearing my heart on my sleeve? Literally, can it? Can, can he? Can he see? Like, love. Right. Look, you know, like, looking for it. Call 618. Yada, yada, yada. You know, like, 
Like, this is what I'm thinking, right? Right. And so, I'm like, actually, I did. And he was like, was it pertaining to your writing? And I was like, you know, really freaking out. So I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> he gave me my book. And I felt so relieved. Hmm. And what he said to me whenever he seen how relieved I was, he said, don't never write down anything you don't want anyone else to know. I was like, okay. And it was so crazy because it was the end of the year. I never got to see that man after that. You know, so um, whenever he said that, that stuck with me. And I was like, oh, he's right. I don't want to write down nothing. I don't want to share with no one. But it's one of those things where I do, you know, because I want people to understand, like, you can get through it, too. You know, you can get there. So he said, don't ever write down something that you don't want people to know. Exactly. But you know what? That that kind of goes back to what, what I was talking about because I understood at that time the concept of a diary. Mm-hmm. Because there would be a lot of stuff that I would want to write down, but I, I didn't because I'm like, I don't really want nobody to know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right. I don't want to share that part of me. So I would censor my writing, but what did that do for my for my therapy what did that do for my growth it didn't right you know what i'm saying sometimes you just gotta write okay. that shit down get it out <laughs> and get just get just to out. get it out you know what i'm saying you don't necessarily have to share it it may right. you know i may lose a notebook or two but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but I, I felt i felt you on that one too because I'm taking the bus to class. I'm sitting down writing a rhyme. I'm sitting in class. I'm writing rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Everything right. I was doing, I was I was processing my day and processing processing my life. You know what I'm saying? In right. the notebooks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like everything. Right. I, I was processing all of that. Cause you know, you talked about how, you know what I'm saying, your um your creative writing teacher kind of urged you to write mm-hmm. the write the books. That's the same thing yeah. that happened to me, you know what I'm saying, with the radio. I was sending my writing for the media class, <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I was, and I always sat in front, you know what I'm saying? I try to sit in front because I know if I sat in back, I'm gonna be drifting off doing something else. So I feel like if, right. I, if I sit in front, all eyes gonna be on me anyway. So I'm, I'm gonna have to be a, the studious <laughs> one, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So I was sitting there writing the rhyme, and, and Frank Akers, he was the, uh, he was my professor at the time. He was just like, "What are you writing?" I'm like, I'm writing a rhyme. He's like, oh, you make music? I said, uh, no, nah, nah. I mean, I just write. I never really made music, never been in the studio. He was like, well, the production room in the radio station is always open, and you're welcome to use it anytime you want. I'm like. Wait, did you go to SIU Carbondale? Nah, I went to SIU Edwardsville. Okay, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just like. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, like this just came out of the blue. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, but that that led to my journey because at that point, now I'm like, I don't know how to use none of this shit. So, so, so I can, <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, next semester I, I gotta take a class. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right. so I ended up taking a class. You know what I'm saying? And my professor, we had this had this uh, project where you had to create a a jingle. You know, like a radio jingle. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I ain't know what the hell to do. So. I, I just turned on the beat and wrote a little rhyme about a, a tape cassette. <laughs> and, 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 and that was my advertising, you know what I'm saying? And 
And right. when I turned it in, he was like, you really have a knack for this. You say, you should go on the radio. Uh, and at the time, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, I'm going to go on the damn radio. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I mean, because at, at the time, low-key, I had, I had dreams of superstardom. I'm like, I'm going to write these rhymes. I'm going to be on stage doing this, doing that. But then I, as time went past, I'm like, I don't really want to be on no damn stage. <laughs> I'm too much of an introvert to be out here on the stage. And, and I ain't trying to make no, I wasn't trying to make no popular music because like I said, everything I was writing was personal. I didn't want to share that shit with a crowd. <laughs> but look at J. Cole. J. Cole shared a lot of personal things. And Tupac. Yeah. Got to soul. Tupac shared a lot of personal things. Biggie shared a lot of personal things. Even if, okay, so those are male figures. Look at Cardi B. Right. Look at Nicki Minaj. They shared a lot of personal things. And they are hit bangers to this day. Like, you know, like, that's more down to earth. People rock with it. Some of the artists I just named, people rock with. Some of them, they don't. You know, so it's okay. But I get where you coming from. It's a it's a preference. It's a preference of what you want to do. Like, it's okay now. But back then, right. like, Pac was a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Pac was able to be vulnerable, but still be hard at the same time. And people accepted that. Yeah. But at the time, it wasn't many like Pac. Right. And if they were, if they were vulnerable, like you had the LL Cool J. He made I Need Love. Right. You know what I'm saying? I but, love Cool J. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He made the I Need Love. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean that set a trend in, in itself. I, mm-hmm. I could go on all day about that one, but... As, as far as yeah, but as far as being vulnerable, it mm-hmm. started to shift as the emo rap and stuff came in. That's when okay, gotcha. being vulnerable became cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's probably when my shift came because at the time, okay. at the time when I had these dreams of you know what I'm saying, rocking the stage, you know what I'm saying, it was a lot of dance cuts. You either had to have a dance joint or you had to be selling dope on the block. I wasn't doing none of that. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Felt I like, so I felt like I couldn't relate to none of that. So I'm I can't just I'm not gonna just make a song just to be popping. So right. I ended up drifting off into radio because I ended up getting I just ended up getting into it, but you know that's a you can check out my, my little ebook and tell you that whole story. Okay. But, uh, Absolutely. What's your name? What's the name of your ebook? I want everybody to hear it. It's called. We all need to check it out. It's called "Music Is My Destiny: The Story of Gilla Boys Radio." I mean, I've changed the name ever since then, but <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Sounds like something I'll actually read. I'm gonna check you out. And it's a real short story. I mean, it ain't, it ain't no like book. It's important, book. huh? It's important. Yeah, it's definitely important. I mean, it's it's my journey. You know what I'm saying? Right. Re- reading is dope. Hi, I'm Nicole, the founder and president of Single Parent Families Battling Cancer Foundation, created in memory of Tanisha Johnson. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization assisting with day-to-day needs of single parent households affected by any form of cancer. To learn more, please visit spfbcancer.org 
or visit our Facebook page, Single Parent Families Battling Cancer Foundation. Thank you. So of everything you've accomplished, whether professionally uh -huh. or just in general, what means the most to you and why? Mm. Being myself. Okay. Okay. When I look back over the course of my life and I and I observe like how different I've been, where I where I have, you know, become and everything, just being true to myself and that it allows me to stand out more. You know, that's a true accomplishment. So many people are fabricated by social media. Or so many people are just sucked up into wanting to be like someone else. And there's nothing wrong with being inspired by someone else. Let me say that. Let me say that. But just being true to myself. In a world where people choose to wear a mask, it's always good. It's always good to see a refreshing being that moves out of pure love, that moves out of pure honesty. You know, you don't have to justify something like that. You know, that my character will speak for myself. Regardless of what you may hear, you know, I feel like that's a true accomplishment for me because I've been very authentic within myself, within my spirit, within my nature. I can have all the, the degrees. I can have all the certificates. I can have all those things lined up across a billboard. You hear me? Right. I can have all the money in the world. You know, but just being true to myself is something that I say is always going to be my accomplishment. Right. Because I'm me. You know, Indeed. you can you can you can try to mimic me, but you can't copy my spirit. You can't copy that true authenticness of me, of dream, of who who I am. There you go. Um, the way that I talk, the way that I walk. You know, okay, you can do all of those things. You can attempt, because mm -hmm. trying is not really a thing. But you can attempt it, but are you actually going to be the, the extra blueprint of yourself? So being authentic and just being true to myself and others. That's dope. That's my accomplishment forever and always. That's dope. You know, that's uh, that ties into the, the whole Giller for Life philosophy. Are you like really mm -hmm. familiar with that? Uh, no, talk to me about it. I mean, you know Giller's an acronym, right? Okay, yeah. Stands for gifted, unique individuals living life accomplishing. Yeah. And it's all about staying true to yourself, but being your best self at the same time. Oh. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's Giller for life. You always striving to be your best self. You know? oh, I need to feel part of the Giller family. You already up. are. You already you already express the it. energy. You know what I'm saying? I I love it. I really I love it. So I talk about dope energy and Gila vibes. You know, that's the that's like the motto of it at the moment. It, like the motto is that has evolved over the years. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. But dope energy and Gila vibes is is something that it just kind of struck with me over the past couple months. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Synchronicity once again. That's interesting. There you go. I love it. I mean, I appreciate it. Are you familiar with the Phoenix? Absolutely. I love the Phoenix. Actually, it's one of my favorite mythological birds. And in the beginning of uh, Utterable Words, 
you will see I mean after you see like some of the like I broke it down definition utter able unutterable you know and then you get your table of contents of course the acknowledgement but there's this page that calls the unsecret cycle Right. And that unsecret cycle, and it's so interesting how I put unsecret because it's not yeah. a secret right. for real in real life. Um, like how the phoenix is, you know, I put that out there. I actually love the phoenix. I reference myself to be the phoenix. Mm. Um, in this lifetime, in this era, I am the phoenix. It's only one. It can only be one now. <laughs> it can only be mm. one. And so I reference myself to be that phoenix. You know, I I reset and I restart as much as I need to after go. that season has gone I take that knowledge with me I take that wisdom with me you, you know I put my pride to the side with a case of humility in front you know I take that with me and I push forward you know I will reset like the phoenix they strike themselves on fire into ashes and then they are reversed what? and rebirthing is a there thing you go you know Rebirthing is a thing. You can reset as much as you need to. You can mm-hmm. rebirth as much as you need to. You don't have to come straight from the mother's womb or the womb of a woman. You don't have to do that. You can do it right now. It starts in the mind. Mm-hmm. And when it starts in the mind, it, it, it moves to the heart. When it moves to the heart, it comes out in your character. It comes out in your nature. That's not something you can fabricate. That's not something that you can sit here and, and try to fake it out. There you you know, know, some people say, I'm going to fake it till I make it. Nah. Can't do it. Rebirthing is necessary. Indeed. You know, so as I say, I did just sit here and say that I, it's only one penis at a time, but that's how the the uh, the, the myth of the story goes. Right. However, it's okay for everyone to be a penis. Mm-hmm. Reset, reset, rebirth. And you know what? Get, get that thing going. Anywhere where you want to go, you can do it. I brought up that because I built the brand around the essence of the phoenix the phoenix was, oh. the phoenix was a symbol of the brand of the gill of life brand because oh. it was all about you know crashing and burning mm-hmm. and then yeah. coming back stronger from the ashes and that's it in a way over the years this brand has done that you know what I'm saying? There, there was a time when mm-hmm. there was a time when I crashed and burned, when everything just mm-hmm. fell. You know what I'm saying? And I thought it was over. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't really think it was over, but I know what people around me did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But right, it came back from the ashes. That's mm-hmm. that's when Gilligan was born. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's when I, I started getting into the radio thing. I started pursuing that a little heavier. Then there was there was another time when I felt like things went downhill. I rebirthed again. The whole idea of changing Gilla Boys Entertainment to Dope Digital Media was another rebirth. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So oh. it's like the, the essence of the Phoenix. I live on that. I love it. I love it. I actually have a Phoenix tattooed on my back. With no feet though. Oh, no feet. That's dope. And the reason why. But yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you fly. Know? That's fly. Yeah, I love it. I love it. See that? That's I why. That's why I said you already represent the Gilla for Life philosophy. You just didn't know it. I love it. I really appreciate it. Uh, no doubt. So, what types of books do you read, and how do you believe it affects your writing style, if it does? What kind of books I read and how does it affect my writing style? Yeah. 
Oh man, I read all kinds of books actually. Um, I'm pretty open. I'm very open. Okay. I read the Bible, of course. The Bible is very interesting. And if anybody else thinks otherwise, you know that's perfectly fine. That's your perspective. Um, it is real interesting. But I also read. Um, I like Greek mythology. Sounds interesting. Hmm. Most people probably don't, but I love Greek mythology. I could, man, I could, I could, boy, let me tell you. Greek mythology is so dope to me. Like, who came up with it? Like, and I even got some conspiracy theories from it, but I'm not going to do that. That's not what today is about. <laughs> but, but listen, I got some theories behind that because it only makes sense. You know, like, it makes sense to me. I can't say it makes sense to everybody else. Um, but Greek mythology is also on, my, on there. I like uh, inspirational books. Okay. Um, I like mind and the mental books. Like uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Uh, I, I read that. I read that last year. That was my third time reading it. And that's the one thing about me is I just don't read a book one time. I go back and I keep reading it because I may have missed something that first time. According to the season that I'm in at that point in time in my life. I have to go back and reread. Yes. It. It's just like um, the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, back when I didn't understand it as much as I understand it now, when I read it the first time, I was so consumed. Mm-hmm. You hear what I'm saying now? I was consumed on following it down to a T. Right. That I got so um, what is it called? The controlness starts to kick in. You know, like the controllers of the flesh was just like, well, if I do this, I can do this and I can get this, you know. But then when I found how much it consumed me, Hmm. not only I consumed it, but when it consumed me, I had to back off that drink and I had to move on to another book. You You know, like I had to move on. You know, I didn't read, uh, you know, Book of Solomon, of course. Wise guy. Wise guy. Very wise guy. Um, and then I came back to that book, but I also like anime. I don't know about everybody else, but I love me some good anime. Right. Um, but I also just like, I like spiritual books too. When I say like spiritual books, I like spiritual books that'll get down from back in the old times, you know? I like educational books as well, because that also teaches me, you know? Now, out of all the books that I've named, how does it affect my writing style? It allows me to have an open plane. I just don't talk about just love. Right. I won't talk about just my lifestyle. Right. Let me talk about some other things. Let me talk about, you know, the mind. Let's talk around the let's talk around the mind. Let's talk around the heart in different ways. Let's talk around the body. Let's talk around the spirit. Let's talk around it. It's like a campfire. <laughs> let's talk around it. You know? Like these are the things that I will talk about. Um so it actually helps my writing because when I want to give it to you raw and uncut, you can't have it raw and uncut for several different reasons. Because if you don't know me, to understand me, to understand the way that I talk, to understand my mind, to understand what I'm saying, even though I mean what I say and I say what I mean, you won't understand what you're reading. Right. It's just like, you might get consumed with, oh, well, let me break down her writing style. Oh, she mean this, she mean that, she mean this. She got like 50 million things going on at once. No, that's not always true. <laughs> I'm telling to you just like how it is. You know, like, right. this is exactly what it is. I'm telling you the story, you know. 
Versus their awesome where it's just like, yeah, she got like three things going on in this one. So, I mean, it just kind of depends on how I'm feeling and what I'm writing about. Most of the time, my writing happens whenever I'm trying to go to sleep anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, pretty much reading a variety of subjects gives your writing a little bit more substance. Absolutely. It's always about the content. I can dig that. Other content can inspire other content. Going back to Prince and OT. Right. I was watching anime one day and something someone said in the anime line sparked a writing and it was like probably like six lines long mm. and I was like, whoa, mm. that's deep. I love it. <laughs> you know, I was like, I love it. <laughs> and what's the name? But that's that's um, the thing with inspiration though. You, you just never know yeah. where it's going to come from. Yeah. Where is it going to come from? It could come from you the know? most mundane thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you be Absolutely. like, you just have an aha. <laughs> aha. Yes. No, seriously. Seriously. Nature has caused a lot of my writing too. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, but you know what? To go back to what you were saying about, you know, mm-hmm. you can't just read a book once. I feel that because mm-hmm. it's like, like you said, you read it once, depending on where you at in your life. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You're going to pick up a certain a certain message from it, certain overall Absolutely. thing. But as you live, as you process, mm-hmm. as you as you grow, you grow and enter a different season, you come back to that same work, you're going to pick up something totally different. Different. Like, Absolutely. Like, honestly, I Absolutely. feel the same way about movies. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you watch a movie once, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you might even drift off at a certain part of the movie. Like, because I, I find right. myself. Like I'll read a book, you know, I'll be reading it, and then uh-huh. I done went past two pages. I don't even know what the hell I just read. Because <laughs> because my mind it kind of wandered, you know what I'm saying, right. to different ideas, you know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. And that point in time, it's like you check out, I mean you check back in and you just like, okay. Okay, what I missed. Right. Yeah, how it does. But but yeah. when you come back to it at a certain time, you pick that up, like, oh, that's what I missed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so yeah, I felt that yeah, one. So, do you have any favorite authors? No. No. <laughs> that was, that was really easy. Hey, have you ever read? I that? mean, go ahead. Um, one of my favorite inspired poems that sparked it up for me was Invictus. Invictus. When I was in like ooh, the second, third grade, oh, I want to say, and I read Invictus. That's what kicked it off for me. So it did something to you, huh? Yeah, it did. It did something to me. Oh. And when I learned that joint, it stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> when I learned it, it stuck with me. And even to the day, to this day, Invictus will always be one of my favorite poems that I have ever read a day in my life. Like there are some very good, talented people out there, but that's that's the one for me. Okay. That's what sparked it off. That's what sparked the whole genre. <laughs> it sparked the whole thing. Yes, it did. Okay. I was going to ask you, have you ever read The Alchemist? The Outsider? No, The Alchemist. Oh, The Alchemist. Yes. Um, I've heard of The Alchemist. You should read it. I have. Uh, I've heard of it. I have not read it. Um, I'm familiar with it as well. Yeah. I am. 
telling you. I, yeah. I think you'll love that one. When I read that book, it inspired me uh-huh. to write mine. Okay. Because, I mean, ultimately it's about uh-huh. synchronicities. It's about a boy uh-huh. who travels, who, who sets out on a mission, on his life path. He wasn't happy, you know what I'm saying? And on his journey, he meets different people and he encounters situations that pushes him along the way. And, and every time when he's when he's given up, he encounters another synchronicity that pushes him along the way on his path. So uh-huh. that made me think about my path and that made me put all that together. And that's why I was like, music is my destiny because I felt like everything stacked up in that manner. But okay. you'll love that book. Okay, I, I, I love the recommendation. Yeah. Let me tell you, I get I, I get on the recommendation. <laughs> I do. I will. Now I'll jump start on those. I will. Yeah, that's definitely gonna be the move. You gonna be like, hey, I read that book. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, I'm definitely gonna come back with some key po- with some key points, like man. Yeah. That was really good. You know, but like I said, I'm gonna have to read it a few times because I know this season that I'm in right now is. That's the reason why I'm writing another one, this other one, The Shift. I'm in a shifting season, and I have to be present for it, though. Right. <laughs> so I don't want to just be writing, and I'm missing the shift, you right, know? Right, right. No, like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I got to be present for it. Honestly, I need to read it again, too, but shit, I got so many. Like, I, I keep buying books. <laughs> Listen, you will never have too much growth coming. I'll say that. You know, sometimes I'll I'll have like two two three books open at once. But it gives me a moment. I'm serious. It gives me a moment to just be able to read a few chapters out of this book, let mm-hmm. it process and digest, mm-hmm. and then maybe in in the evening I'll come back and read this part of the book, another book. Right. You know, read a few chapters, and then I'm like, okay, this is interesting because it's a reason why I got two three books open in front of me anyway. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I take that moment and I will read like two, three books. (laughs) Some people say it's not effective because you can't pay attention or you can't keep up with the storyline. But if you anybody like myself, I can keep up with the storyline. Like, I can do it. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, like I told you, shit, I drift off anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. right. So, so I might as well read that shit in chunks so, so I can focus <laughs> right. on what I'm reading. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, I can read a book straight through, but it's better. I like things to digest. I, it got to digest. And let me tell you this. I've never really read a book straight through like that. But The okay. Alchemist. That's the one. I read that like two nights. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, 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 that's when I knew that shit was the one. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I'm like, okay. I ain't I'm never, I ain't never read one. a book like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, okay. I just have to sit back down. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was feeding you right there. Yeah. It, it was. You, I, like, you, you, you were sitting at the right table with that one. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I felt that, I felt that I got that okay. book at the right time in my life or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it was speaking to my soul. Okay. Like, I love it. Like, like that shit crazy. But <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to get on it. I'm, I'm going to have to get on Amazon time and go ahead and. Get that book. I'm a, I'm gonna jump on that one yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I'm also a person that loves to do actual hardback books because I pass books on. Yeah, I pass books on. 
if, if I got it on ebook or if I got the PDF copy, I also am a researcher. So I will go out and I will research a PDF copy of the book if it's free, you know, for certain people who like ebooks instead. Right. I will share it. I was like, hey, go, go, go look at this book, you know. Um, yeah, go look at this book. Yeah, that's like, so, For sure. <laughs> like, do this. Re reading is dope. Reading is a way to live out your dreams. Cause reality ain't always what it seems. Reading is a path to opportunity. It can build bridges between you and me. Reading is a way to find your purpose. Cause you know you're more than what they see on the surface. Reading is a way to seek education. It stimulates your mind and increases contemplation. That's why reading is dope. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced during your writing career? Ooh, some of the challenge that I faced uh, is at a period where you don't want to write. Mm. Remember when I said you got to be present? Right, right. It's like, I don't want to write. Like sometimes I, I literally just like to go in my moment of downtime. I respect, <laughs> I'm a respect of space and solitude and serene, serene like atmosphere. For each individual as well as myself so I give myself that time where I just need to cut off the light cut off the phone cut off the computers cut off the TV cut off the tablet you know put it put it away cut the music off and just sit in comfortable silence and so when I do that sometimes that's when the thoughts come rushing through and I just be like I'm trying to meditate or something. I don't know. <laughs> and you want to come down? You had all day to come. You know, like you had all day to get these thoughts out. And now it's coming. But I realized that when that happens, it's because I have now sat in silence, mm -hmm. which I don't have everything else clogging up my mind or clogging up my thought process. Right. Then now it just wants to flow out. And I just be like, I don't want to write. But, but when I hear that inner monologue going off, and what I mean by going off is like it's saying the same thing. Like if I say these first six lines and I ain't wrote them down, if I ain't, you know, wrote them down and nothing like that, the first six lines gonna come right back again the same way that I heard it. And I'm just like, all right, it's a reason why this is coming out that way, you know? But when I don't wanna write and I go through periods where I have to take the seasons to experience the things that I'm trying to experience and process what it is. That's, that's that, that's that. But I usually just take the notes as I go, like I say, I come back to them and then I just allow the creation to be put together. You know, and also publishing. Publishing, the editing process. The editing process. A lot of the times people think like, oh, I wrote the book, that's just it. No, that's not it. You have to go through an editing process. Now me, I'm intentional with my writing. So when I put things a particular way, I meant that. Just like in my book where I say I, and it's supposed to be just the eyes and igloo, now it's E-Y-E. It's intentional for my readers to understand that. Um, when I say dream and I put it with a J, I need you to know that it's intentional. It's not dream, even though we represent what you dream at night. It's you dream. <laughs> it's dream, you know. But the editing process is something that I face where I'm just like, oh, I love it just the way it is, but in actuality, you gotta turn this thing up. I started off with a, about a hundred and some odd pages, 
and it ended up being like 85, 90 pages. And I was just like, well, where did it all go? You know, but I have to allow that moment when I meditate on how my book should be. When I meditate on that and I see that it changes, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to allow it to be that way. Right. I'll keep a copy of how I had it, you know, so that the way the ideas can still flow. However, it's the editing process. You know, you don't want to take something out or you don't want things to be a particular way. You may not want the comma right there, but it needs to be right there. You know, one of those things. Um, but that was some of the challenges that I faced. But overall, these are things that you can get over. You know, it just comes with, it comes with the territory. Right. I'll say that. You know, like, I used to practice like free form writing. Like, okay. Like kind of like automatic writing to where you know it's, mm-hmm. it's a little it's less intentional you're just writing you're mm-hmm. just letting your thoughts out you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. it was still rhyme but you know what i'm saying it would just be random thoughts it like it wouldn't make no sense after you go back and read it but uh. it was just getting your thoughts out but so then i would go back and edit you know what I'm saying? Change, yeah. change up some things. Like I like this part. Yeah. Yeah. That, that shit was trash. It can go. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. What I'm yeah. No, for real. <laughs> for real. I, I I did that. Some of my writing does come from freeform, but it got real intentional when I did that editing. I'll tell you that it was real intentional. I was like, all right, that's what I'm gonna do. Right. I'm gonna go ahead and do this. <laughs> oh yeah. The, so the, yeah. The editing process needs to be intentional because now, yes. now you, you know what I'm saying? You're separating the wheat from the chaff. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, you know, you gotta, like you said, you gonna go through that. Okay. This shit trash. It can go, but this, this shit fire. Right. Let me, this shit fire. Let yeah, me build on that. It's right where it's at. <laughs> yeah. I might even be Absolutely. able to build on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. yeah. What kind of advice would you give to an aspiring author? Oh, you know what? If it could be any advice that I could give, it would be to write and don't get rid of it. Hmm. No matter if you don't sound right, right now, your thoughts will come together in the end. Something that you literally just said. It's literally that. Document everything. Be mindful of your publishing though. Right, right. Because your publishing rights is very important. As an author, you must know your publishing rights. Just to give a few, is as soon as your ink hits the paper, you have now published your work. Mm-hmm. Technically, by law, it's yours. It has already been copyrighted just off of what you put on a piece of paper. Most people mm-hmm. like, what? How is that possible? How is that legal? That's why I date everything. <laughs> I date everything. I don't care if it's dated the way that I said in a particular way, you know, I, I don't care. I'm going to put a date on it because I have now, I know I'm mindful of that. These are my rights. No one can take that away from me. So if someone tries to come in and publish it or somebody try to come in and, you know, try to copyright it. No, you can come back and you can kind of, you, you can sue them, not counterfeit, but you can sue them for taking your work, you know? Um, so just know your publishing rights and know that it's your name that's going out there. So make sure it is what you want it to be. Right. Don't let nobody try to alter that. That's why, you know, one of the things I, I accomplish more is just myself, being true to myself and being that, you know, this is this is my image, you know, and I'm gonna stay true to my image. I'm not gonna, you know, be fake. you know, I'm not gonna fake it. 
<laughs> no, this is what it is. You know, so just know that this is your name that's going out there. Make sure that's, that's exactly what you want it and how you want it. Right. Be intentional with your name. Be intentional with your craft. Be intentional with your work. And also just be open to criticism, you know, especially in the editing process. Like I said, you know, that's really big. It can be really tough. Let me tell you, it can be really tough. Where you just telling somebody like, how you know what I want? That's my stuff. You <laughs> right. don't know how I feel. No. Uh-huh. Type it down. Put your pride to the side. There you go. Because now you're going to humiliate yourself. Allow this to be the phase of growth. You know, it's worth it. I promise you it's so worth it in the long run because you, what you think it could be, it could be so much better. Like, that's good, but it can be so much better. So, you know, just be humble in those, in those seasons. Whenever you reach those seasons, do not rush it. Whenever you say it's done, okay, that's fine. You said it's done, that's fine. But at the same time, just don't rush it. It's all worth it. Every step is worth it. Every cry that you cry, you know, or every tear that you cry, whatever, it's all worth it. It's everything that's worth it. So, just, you know, maybe something you wrote 10 years ago, you never know. It will be somewhere down the line in one of your books. My maybe it was a line that you heard from your mama whenever you were four, five, six, if you can think that young, you know, back that far. Right. You know, it could be somewhere that you have published and it is one of the things that you have inspired somebody else and how it's written and, and the way that you write it is it's gonna be important. So I mean and also be don't be so hard on yourself. Be gentle. I was hard on myself. I was like, Oh, I gotta get it done, I gotta get it done, I gotta get it done. I'm talking about thinking something like this gonna happen in three months the devil is a lie you know like it's not gonna happen in three months you just not gonna boom right out a book and boom it's done no because now you still gotta go through the editing phase and once you go through the editing phase and you come back and you make those corrections you you fix it up or whatever the case may be you want to put your book back through the editing phase that's why i said the editing phase is just not one time it happens multiple times right and when i say multiple it happened multiple times because once you make those corrections, now you have to throw it back through the editing phase. You may think that, okay, now it's done. No, it's not done. And just listen to your, your intuition. And like I say, again, just, just be real gentle with yourself during these process. And just because somebody else wrote a book like yours, that doesn't mean that you cannot write it. Most people are not fed by the same product. Okay. Mm-hmm. You market your products accordingly. It's so many people that have written poetry books. It's so many people that have written, you know, herbal books. It's so many people that have written so many mental health books. But I mean, what makes yours so special? Because you wrote it. Right. Because you did that. You published it. You put your work into it. You put your heart into it. You put your passion out there. And so to me, don't ever get uninspired or don't ever feel like, oh, it ain't gonna go nowhere. No, it's going somewhere. No matter if it hit the shelf and only one buy happened in the first month, it does not matter. Put it out there. Somebody gonna pick it up and gonna like the content and, they, and word of mouth spread around so fast. Right. So they're gonna be like, oh man, go pick up this book. You know how many people, after I had put it out there that I had wrote my book, and so many people were just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy your giant. How, how do I buy it? How do I buy it? Well, here you go. 
you know, and at the time, I was working through a whole nother system. Now, I got a new system set in place, you know, where people can purchase my book. So, it's it just put it out there. You look down the bread aisle, you have so many different kinds of bread, but different people buy it. You know, so don't ever feel unencouraged from it. Right. Don't just, just always say encouraged by your work, by your passion. Stay passionate about your work. Don't half ass it. Excuse my French, but don't half ass it. <laughs> no, Do good. it. You Do good. it. Put put that work in. You're gonna love it in the end, I promise you. Alright, so last question. I can't even get this one. Okay. So what is the question that no one has ever asked you but you wish someone would ask you? What is the question that no one ever asked? That no one has ever asked you but you wish someone would. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I really... About my writing, about myself. Just period. Uh, I'm not sure. It's one of those things where I check on myself. Oh, even if nobody else do, I check on myself. I ask okay. myself. Um, I don't know. It's just... I'm not, I don't, I'm, I don't have an answer for that, believe it or not. Right. I've had people come across me, you know, and actually when I say, like, no one ever really thinks about me or ask me how I'm doing, you know, there's people who actually ask, you know, like, how you doing today? And even if it's just talking on the phone with, like, your, your cellular wireless company, and they say, well, how are you today? You know, it may not be coming from the people that you're expecting to come from. But it comes from someone actually asking me, you know, so I take those things accordingly. Okay. However they come. But when it comes out, like, you know, I believe you asked me some of the main important questions I probably wasn't 100% ready for. But however, you asked me those questions that most people don't even know, you know, about me, you know, and I'm I'm an open book, but I'm not an open book like that. You have to ask those questions and then I can give you the answers. Indeed. But for the most part, ask away. <laughs> you ask me a question, I'm going to give you an answer. Right. I guarantee you. Okay. All right. So, where can the people find you? Ah, you can find me on Instagram. It's going to be Dream Forward Backwards because me, I mirror myself. It's going to be J R E A M M A E R J. That's how you find me on Instagram, Facebook. You can find me there on Dream Nelson. It's going to be J-R-E-A-M, Nelson, N-E-L-S-O-N. And then you can also connect with me on my website, which is idreamright.com. And then once again, you all, I'm very intentional. So it's going to be E-Y-E-J-R-E-A-M, right, W-R-I-T-E-S.com, where you can also learn a little bit about myself. You can subscribe to me as well. So that way you can keep up with any of my latest books that I'll be writing, any of my daily quotes that'll be coming out here soon. And even just to see what other services I provide as well. But you can definitely connect with me on either social media platform. I am so nice. I'm loving. I welcome you <laughs> in. Listen, even if you got some crazy content on your page, I'm going to probably look at you like you're crazy. However, <laughs> if you have any kind of business, you're going to see that I'm very supportive, especially on my Facebook page because I'm connected with so many different people on there. 
Um, but I will share your information out there, even if I don't personally purchase your information or anything. If it's suitable for me, yes, I will go in with the purchase. However, I will definitely share your information out there. Uh, face, no, Instagram, I'm more of a person who posts quotes, maybe some funny things, because I love to laugh. Uh, laugh is good for the soul. So definitely connect with me on those platforms. And, you know, subscribe to my website. I love it and appreciate it. And most importantly, purchase you a book so that way you can get started on these <laughs> mental health like let's get started on a good read let's get started on that mental that heart let's work through it in a different way you know something enjoyable and let's just look forward to what's there to come don't forget to get some of your gila your gila vibe mm, you know indeed. materials go, go ahead and go out there and get you Go ahead and get you a coat, a jacket, a blanket, <laughs> a bag. See, I don't know. Let's get out there. <laughs> all right, so, yeah. um, all right, so I want you to do me a little favor. Absolutely. Say, this is Dream Nelson, and you are tuned in to Gilla for Life Radio. This is Dream Nelson, and you are tuned in to the one and the only Gilla for Life Radio. <laughs> I appreciate you. This has been another episode of the Reading is Dope podcast right here on WG4L, Gillow for Life Radio. I want to thank everybody who tuned in, gave us your energy. We appreciate you as always. This show has been brought to you by Dope Digital Media. You can visit us at our website, www. D-O-P-E-D-I-G-I-T-A-L-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Also, if you would like to support the Reading is Dope podcast, feel free to purchase one of those Reading is Dope book boxes featuring one of the authors from one of the episodes from this Reading is Dope podcast. You never know who you might get. But yeah, check us out. Also, you get some Reading is Dope merch. You can get your Reading is Dope book box at www.dream-pages.com. That's dreampages.com. Yeah, so check that out. And always, be Gilla for life.